Good morning, Agile acquisition enthusiasts. Welcome back to the Underground Digital Tiki Bar for another exciting discussion about IT acquisitions in the federal government. The first video gave a high overview of why Agile development was so important to the federal government. Got a lot of positive feedback on it. So I'm back for another video, this time to talk about everybody's favorite subject, earned value management systems. For those of you who don't know what EVMS is or it can be traced back to OMB Circular A11, FAR 34.2, and DFARS 234.2. So feel free to do your research. You can come back with comments and questions if you have them. But for a real brief introduction of what it, what it does, Earned Value Management System is a cost and performance measurement system that's required for major systems in the federal government. And I'll be the first to say, when I was doing major systems development under cost reimbursable contracts with five to 10 years periods of performance, I loved EVM. I was an EVM guru. I read the reports, big stacks of reports, lots of trees gave their life so I could know what was the status of the programs I was monitoring and the contracts that I had to uh, have insight in for negotiations and for ensuring uh, delivery. And this is important because under those situations, all you're getting is paper until you get delivered your final product. See back to the original video when I talked about uh, Agile development versus traditional waterfall development in the federal government. So if we take as a premise that agile development is a more efficient way to deliver technology solutions to the federal government, um, then we really have to question whether EVM makes sense. So showing the performance of cost and time over lengthy periods of time when you're being delivered actual functional product every two to four weeks the value goes significantly down. And make no mistake, EVM systems are very expensive. They're expensive for the federal government because it takes a lot of time and effort and manpower to implement the systems on the, on the contractor's side. The EVM systems do a great job of explaining when, when delivery is on track, when it's green, when it's yellow, when it's red with the stoplight charts. But here's the thing, when the delivery is actually for the finished product and not for iterative functional products along the way, what you tend to see is that most stoplight charts remain green throughout most of the performance of the contract because contractors have the flexibility to work off those items that they can efficiently take care of. Uh, I like to call them low-hanging fruit. Uh, what happens is as you get closer and closer to delivery, what you tend to find out is the, the shades of the stoplight charts start turning green, yellow, and ultimately red because those things that were put off towards the end because they're difficult deliveries, because they had dependencies on other programs, um, suddenly that's all that's left to work on. And now we get to stop work issues or delayed work. Performance starts tailing off. At this point, the government's already in for years of delivery, millions of dollars. And even a very distressed program manager would have a hard time making a case of canceling a program that's now red. So what ultimately happens, you re-baseline the program. More time, more money, everything turns green again. Now the $10 million contract is a $20 million contract, and still the government has nothing physically to show for it in the hands of users. Uh, with agile and iterative development, I like to think of it like this. I don't need a report to tell me that I enjoyed my lunch and that I'm full because I just ate my lunch and I know whether or not I enjoyed it and whether or not I'm full. I can give feedback to the restaurant immediately and say whether or not I need more, whether or not I was happy with it. Same thing, you're getting things you're able to evaluate them. Now, I don't knock anybody who's put together agile EVM systems or who is delivering EVM to the federal government because they're giving the government what they're asking for. And 
that's how we do things, right? So we have a problem. We look through it through the lens that we're used to evaluating all of our problems with the same rule sets, with the same governing principles. And we say, how can we solve this problem in today's environment? What I think would be more efficient or more appropriate would say, how would we solve this problem if we didn't have any of these rules? Take a look at all the companies that are using iterative development. Do they do earned value management systems internally for their own benefits? Do they spend the money tracking these ultimately irrelevant indicators that don't provide actual deliveries to users? Or do they use different measurements? They do. They, they typically measure burndown rates. How efficiently are they working off the, the, um, the backlog for the, for the project? How happy are end users? What's the bug rate? Um, what's the, you know, what's the defect rate within, within the system? What's the code coverage? These are things that are actually meaningful indicators that let you know whether or not you're delivering and, and delivering value efficiently back to the customer and allows you to calibrate and make changes to the team, to the environment, uh, and, and accelerate the performance rather than using it essentially as a big baseball bat to beat somebody up with when you're not getting the indicators that you want to see. So, this is my two cents on EVM. Uh, the, the big question is whether or not you actually need it. I think this goes back to, again, how do we view the overarching requirement? Are we buying major systems or are we using modular contract? DFARS requires it for $20 million and above cost reimbursable uh, major system development. Well, what if we're not spending $20 million? What if we're spending one to $3 million for six months for the delivery of an MVP? Uh, what if, why are we using cost reimbursable? As I mentioned before, I think the iterative development, software development services are a commercial standard. We should be using FAR Part 12 and FAR Part 13 uh, commercial acquisition processes, which limit you to TNM and firm fixed price anyway. Uh, let's take the concentration off of the uh, cost performance deliverables and the actual, and, and focus more on the performance and execution efficiency. All right. Thanks for tuning in. If you have questions, please submit them. Happy to help you out.